Welcome to the Las Doctoras podcast. I am Dr. Christina Rose, pronouns she, her. I am Dr. Renee Limas, pronouns she, her. In this podcast, we make space for important conversations about the social issues that affect our lives and the lives of other marginalized people. We talk with thinkers, scholars, mothers, writers, and other visionaries invested in taking a hard look at the oppressive social dynamics of the world and doing the work of dismantling all structures of power. We are grounded in a connection to ancestral wisdom, academic research and lived experience while we sit together and share our insights, ponder ideas about how to heal from the generational trauma of white and male supremacy. Join us on our journey, not toward perfection, but into reflection of the multidimensional and complex experience of humanity, attempting to survive and thrive within the oppressive power systems we live in, all while we sit at our kitchen tables, sipping on some tequila, hoping to change the world. Bienvenidas! To season two, episode one. Woo-hoo, here we are. I can't believe it. We are happy to be back. Six um, weeks break. Happy to have taken a break too. Um, I think that y- it was your idea. Let's take a break, right? And we need a break. I yeah. think that was so important for us to kind of um, regroup, recuperate, and it gives us like a new energy going into this next season yeah what also gives us new energy going into this next season oprah (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) honestly i'm telling everyone she probably read our names okay so i i this is how i want us to like where were you when you found out you were in oprah magazine I was, I honestly, I'm in the process of moving. I think it was like trying to move things out of storage. And then suddenly I got a text message from our um, Samias de las Abuelas, you know, book collaborative people. And they were just suddenly blowing up the phone. And I and I saw like this Oprah magazine, you know, atop. And I, I look it up. I stop in the middle of everything, you know, and I'm looking and here we are number 10 on this list um, of 20 of 20 and um and then i'm like i gotta call renee she's not answering this renee, renee. and like no answer and i was like okay okay um it's cool this is so exciting yeah. texting back so i was in a parent meeting for cruz's orientation for my older son's orientation and I, I was trying to be very present, you know, I'm the room parent, so I'm trying to like, you know, and then I just happened to kind of look over, In my purse was open, I looked over and I saw that there was things coming in, so I went to look, usually it may be something quick, right? Mm-hmm. I had 20 text messages <laughs> and a missed call from you, and I'm like, okay, what the heck is happening? Like, know, what right? is going on? And so I'm quickly trying to like, scroll through the text to figure out what the what the story is and I then said, i said like it's not bad news it's good news <laughs> yeah good and then news. i see this like <laughs> oprah magazine and us and i was like <laughs> wait what 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 my heart started to race and i'm like in the middle of this meeting trying to like look it up online and and they're like all this important information is being yeah. discussed right yeah. and then i was just like what 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 oh my god yeah and i i just i I, I just had no words. <laughs> Literally, if I, I didn't even know I wanted that to happen. Like, among, like, any other, you know, online source, any other, like, top ten, I'm just like, where yeah. would I actually want to be recognized? I'm like, Oprah, she's like auntie. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you know, I'm Diosa, Oprah. She is know? Diosa, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I did put it out into the world. I have to oh, say Oh, that's that. right. <laughs> so... 
and I'm trying to think if it was the beginning of the year or what, but um, so Oprah is really good friends with Ava DuVernay, who mm-hmm. who directed the documentary Thirteenth, who document or who Wrinkle in Time, Wrinkle in Time. She also did um, When They See Us, right? That that Ooh, mini series that yes. was on Netflix. She's nominated, I think, for no Emmy or something. She's nominated for I think an Emmy. Um, and I and I know and she went to my high school, so oh, yeah. So we're both. <laughs> We're both like fellow, you know, alumna or whatever, and um, and I just in the, at some point I said I and I said it out loud. I'm just gonna put it out that I'm gonna work with Ava DuVernay, and since she's BFFs with Oprah, Oprah, like I'm just gonna put it out there. It's gonna happen. And so when this came up, I was like. Manifestation does work. <laughs> For I, all us talking shit about manifestation. Right? Right. Manifested or. Um, I love how Marla also said, our friend Marla in the Samia's book, she said her grandma mm-hmm. doesn't know who Oprah is right at this age, but said something about, um, had a dream about it when she woke yeah. up and told her. Yeah. It's so, yeah. So. Um, and we, for whatever, we, you, Oprah. we are <laughs> for whatever, whatever, whatever it yeah. was, it was, you know, outside of any of like that, it was just so amazing, especially because the company that we're in with all these mm-hmm. other podcasts that some of them are really well established. Some of them have a huge following. And I think we were kind of like the, the newbies, the I mean, newbies for she, sure. Irina Gonzalez. Irina Gonzalez, thank we you are so much. So grateful. Um, we're like, how did we get on her radar? You know, and mm-hmm. and it does come back to like we do. I mean, we're literally si- sitting in in my kitchen, <laughs> at my kitchen table, and it's just us, and we're just like whatever, and we never know what's gonna happen when it goes out into the, yeah. you know, into the world, and so to get that kind of feedback, um, is just it's. I mean, it's validating, but it's also just like. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, uh... Although fairly new, this podcast is definitely worth mentioning thanks to the host frank conversation surrounding race, gender, sexuality, and reproductive justice. I love it. <sighs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's validating, but I think it's also just, like, um, reminding us that we, like, that people are listening and that we, we do have something to say mm-hmm. and, um... I also had um, um, a a former professor of mine, you know, now colleague. Essentially, she was on the on my committee for my dissertation, and she um, sort of had it. She gave it to the, I guess, the UCR ethnic studies social media person. So it went on their like Facebook page, and I was like, huh. And so her and I had a conversation, and she just saying like how it's so important, you know, like she was. Um, remembering that she always thought I had a strong voice, and I was like, "What?" And um, saying like, "You know, when uh, that some of the things that we talk about should be academic articles, but that I that I have found a way to use my expertise mm-hmm. to to bring this information to a larger audience." Love that. And it had us, you know, we were talking about this, and it had us reflecting on like, yeah, like think about that. Traditionally, for an academic, we would be writing academic articles that would go in some database that only other academics would have mm-hmm. access to. Mm-hmm. And in this way, we're actually able to use all this stuff that we've learned and, and have it to people who don't have access to those databases, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've actually been thinking, like, should we put this on our CV? 
Yes, yes. Should, you know, and put that we've been featured in Oprah Magazine. Yes. Like, shouldn't that go, shouldn't that mean something even within our... I'm writing it down. You know, put within, it in the CV. Put, yes. You know, um, and that maybe we can create, like, a shift in terms of what counts as... Um, you know, because for anyone who doesn't know, both of us, even though we're not tenure track, we are still have to, they have to basically evaluate our work every year in order to continue our contract, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so part of that is we have to um, document any kind of either publications that we've had or any kind of conferences that we've presented at. And, you know, there's all these, like, parameters. And then it's sort of, like, obviously, the more you have, the more it counts. And so mm-hmm. they, you know, like, whatever. And so sometimes it's a struggle if we haven't really published anything or if we haven't really had time or money or resources to go to conferences. Mm-hmm. Or have children. Or, or right. <laughs> like, I'm always like, how can I put, I am a mother, right, on yes. my CV? And how can that count? But I think people are starting to do that. I'm going to write that down, too. Yeah, like the skills of motherhood, yes, right? Yeah. Um, but I But I started to think about, like, how can we use this podcast to not only for ourselves like validate the work that we're doing and and use that as a means of to validate the work we're doing within academia but also like how can we talk about like maybe bringing on other academics who also don't aren't necessarily publishing and being able to use this space as ways for them to get their work out as well you know um i don't know i just think that there could be something about sort of changing the culture of what counts as academic work mm-hmm. when we have to be evaluated and when we have to, you know, come up for our, our contracts and stuff like that. So it could be interesting. I love that. I think this conversation is impacting how we are thinking of our career work at the university or within the academia. And then I think it's also coming back to how it's impacting our um, our episodes this, this season, you know, really mm. thinking about... Yeah, highlighting academic voices, being that bridge, you know, mm-hmm. called, you know, our backs, you know, things like that. <laughs> really, how are we um, changing both and transforming both academia and this popular world, which I think podcasts, you know, yeah. are, are so, so a part of, you yeah. know? And yeah. I love that we caught the wave. And I just want to say, Oprah, we're writing a book called Samia Zalaza Buelas. <laughs> I would love it, you know, if you put it on your list. <laughs> we're going to put that out there. We're going to yeah. put it out there, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So we just, we do want to, again, like, shout out Irina Gonzalez for recognizing us and definitely all the other podcasts that are on that list. So you can go to our Instagram and the link is in the bio to the article. Mm-hmm. And, and also follow all these other amazing podcasts that now I'm like, okay, we got to really go listen to all these other people and support each other. And um, it's just been really cool. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Other <laughs> what are updates. Other updates. Um, I bought a house. That's my... Yay! I am. I, um, I, you know, I say that like that. It's so interesting, right? I was like, I bought a house. Like, I, I think maybe it's not sinking in. I thought mm-hmm. I would never be able to do that. I have... <laughs> $120,000 in student debt. I'm just, I, this is the first time I've said it publicly. Oh my God. I know we're, gonna, we're, we're talking about that today. Yeah, we're going to go just, there. Gonna, we're going to go gonna there. I'm going to say it already. 
um, and so my student debt to in, you know my debt to income ratio mm-hmm. and so I bought with my brother um, I made it work and I the whole process was exhausting I thought imposter syndrome was just so real like every step but it was like okay you're just gonna say no you actually can't get that house no, <laughs> yeah no no up until you thought that they were gonna pull the rug up from underneath yes, you at any point any point oh they're yeah. gonna find something mm. I don't know what it is you know? right 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 <laughs> And I was on unemployment this summer, too. So somehow, I mean, this is kind of cool. Student debt, unemployment, somehow still came through with a house um, yeah. in the end. And so now I'm in a space. I also didn't know how much I wanted a space that felt mine and yeah. secure to the degree that it can be. And so there's a lot of transition happening now for me. Yeah. Um, so I both want to be like, I bought a house. <laughs> but I think this other part of me is like, I did it. I don't, you know, it's just like this, like, um, yeah, something. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think you need to give yourself permission to celebrate that. Like just celebrate it. I think so often we get so caught up in like, um, I don't know what the feeling is, but you know, that we don't allow ourselves to just be like, take a fucking break and be like, yes, I just did that. I just saw my Aunt Margie the other day, and she hugged me. And it was the first time I got this hug, and she's like, how are you doing? You know, is everything good? I was like, I, this is my dad's older sister, my tita. Like, she is just, she's the matriarch in that family, you know? Um, Pinai, Italian, you know, what? So cool. She hugs me, and I'm like, I bought a house. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you did. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's so awesome. I mean, we so underestimate the power of having space, you know, and mm, such um, a privilege. It's such a privilege, and yet it shouldn't be, right? Like, yeah, it should be a right that we all have space, and you know, yes, but. yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. You also have an update. I want to. So go- I just through this crazy big family reunion. You say when you say it like that, you know, people family reunion is one thing, like <laughs> this. This, this is this Lemu, is, Lemusada, you know, that you... So this is my dad's family, the Lemusade, um, and they refer to the reunions as Lemusada, and there's a whole story behind it, you know. Um, I was sharing with you earlier, so my grandfather was one of four brothers that their parents died when they were young, and so they were kind of separated from each other, and so the tradition sort of started as them sort of maintaining connection to each other as brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it eventually, and then, you know, their, their kids, you know, started to kind of do that. And then it died off at some point. And then about 10 years ago, my, one of my dad's cousins said, you know, we should do this again. And, um, and this is sort of the short version of the story, but she ended up trying to find my dad because my 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 grandfather is one of the only is the only of the four brothers who moved to the United States. Everybody mm. else stayed in Mexico, mm. and they're all over Mexico, like really all over, right? Mm. And um and so they they knew all they knew about the American family, <laughs> right? Was that my dad was a cop, and that he and that they were in L.A. So she literally went to, like, L.A. County police officer and and sent a letter to HR and said, I'm looking for Hector Limas. Um, This is his family. Everything's okay, but we just want to connect with him, blah, blah, blah. They were able to forward that email to my dad, and she said that with, like, a day later, she was calling him on the, or he, he was calling her. That's beautiful. On the phone. And since then, they've been able to reconnect, and so... 
um, and I think we were trying, it maybe it was a little bit more than 10 years ago, but we were just trying, we were trying to do some of the math on that. But so interesting because within that time, you know, and my dad has been gone almost five years. They went to, my dad was able to visit many of his cousins that he had lost touch with. I love it. They, many of them were able to come visit us. And so we, he kind of reconnected. And then I, I sort of see that as a gift, right? Like he gave us this gift of this connection to our family over there and mm -hmm. so they've been having these reunions um so and every and it's every two years and every everyone is in a different place right so whoever you know wants to do it in their hometown or whatever mm -hmm. so two years ago i went to delicias chihuahua and i said you know i want to do it here in long beach and I was like, I wasn't sure, you know, it, it, it's a lot to, for them to travel internationally and they have to get visas and it's expensive. And, mm -hmm. um, but I had 17 family members from Mexico, from anywhere from Guanajuato, Chiapas, Monterrey, uh, Guadalajara. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think there's this other city. I can't remember. It's in the, the like mountains of Monterrey, but yeah, they all came and we had this, it was a two day event rented a bus rented <laughs> it was it was a lot I, I mean it took me two years to plan it um but it was very beautiful and it was very nice and it it, it was you know and a lot of them i haven't seen since before my father passed away <sighs> so it was also emotional in that way to kind of like because when my dad passed away i was in contact with them but they weren't able to come out obviously because it was so it happened so quickly yeah. um so it was just kind of nice to see them you know after and, and to kind of have moments with them and so it was it was a lot it was it was it was a it was emotional during or before and then during and then even after sort of processing like wow like this really happened and they were all here and then they're you know like they met my kids and now they're like you know in two years we're going to Guadalajara and so they're all like you know we hope to see you and Talk about um, passing on things, you know, the gifts of something that you can pass on to your children and to future generations. Yeah. Like. I, so I did a little speech and that was my, my speech talking about like how on one hand this is important for us to maintain connection with our family. But to me, this is essentially a gift for my kids to be able to. And I did sort of get political. <laughs> I said, in our political climate, with all this sort of anti-immigrant, anti-Mexican, anti-Latino, anti-Latinx um, sentiment, you know, I think oftentimes our, our kids might get messages that being Mexican is something to be... And I said all this in Spanish. I like to learn Espanol, right? That you did mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. I said, um, nos quieren decir que ser mexicano es algo de vergüenza, pero mm. yo quiero que sepan que... Or, yo quiero que mis hijos sepan que ser mexicano es algo de, um, de orgullo, right? Mm. That being Mexican is something to be proud, proud of. And I want them to remember who they are and to know that they have family, like, all over. And they've all said, like... <laughs> they've all said, like, you know, you can come visit, you can stay with us, you know, mm -hmm. you can send your kids for a summer. <laughs> they're just that so... That might happen. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, okay. Um, so they're just... They were just very generous, and I was... It's, it just means a lot to, to have that connection. And, and it's interesting, because that's only one of my ancestral lines, too, right? That's just mm -hmm. my father's father's line, right? Mm -hmm. I still have all these other 
you know, lines that I'm, you know, that I have connections to, but it's, yeah, but it's, it's really cool and it's really interesting. So I love it. I wish you could show that video of your, your, of my grandmother (laughs) singing karaoke. Oh my God. Yeah. We had a live, a live musician and then all, everybody went up there after, after some tequila and we're singing. But that's not what she said. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Singing is not my forte. (laughs) I, I just want to say, I think that the story, honestly, is is one of those ones I think that so many people want and they don't have. Like, I think, mm. actually, I'm a little bit more removed. My my Lola's family, I we knew them in the Philippines, but we don't know them now. There's no connection. And honestly, I wish I could go to a database and be like, can, and I, to have that connection. And I, I it's not. It's, it's not. It's not available to it's me, not, you it's know? Not. So, it's definitely not. Um you know, my mom, in the last reunion that we went to, she kept talking to everybody that, like, you know, there's all these things of, like, taking DNA tests to search for your ancestry. And she said, this is this is the way we are looking for our ancestry, right? We're not trying to take a DNA test because those are problematic, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, like, this is, you know, and, and it, but but that's, all, that's also a privilege, right, that we can, you know, afford to go there, that they can afford to come here, right? Yes. There's still some, and I recognize that, right? I recognize there's still, still so much privilege tied to this that we can we can kind of reconnect in these ways and that not everybody has access to be able to do that. Like you said, right. We can't just look it up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And then what we're looking it up, I know I ended up going to like, um, databases like ancestry.com, like yeah. located in the Philippines, like the Mormon church in the Philippines, mm. right. Cause they're the ones who have like this collection but in the Philippines, they haven't actually translated it all into the computers. Anyways, it's a lot. It's of a lot that political stuff you're talking Absolutely, about, right? Yeah, right. And then who's who has control over the ways though that information gets yes not just disseminated, but even the way it gets processed. How do we know how what's accurate and what's not? And and then their agenda. What is their agenda in the way that they're taking in this information? Uh, we can get into that forever. Yeah. I think the other thing we want to really talk about briefly before we get into this episode is our crowdfunding launch party yes. coming up September 28th yes. at Native Soul. At Native Soul. Shout out to um, May. You are such a sister. Thank you so much for hosting <laughs> us and gratitude. Yeah. Um, and to those who are working on this and planning on coming and those of you who might still be coming, you know, please. Yeah. You so, are welcome. I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, but regardless, it will air while our, our crowdfunding um, campaign is live. So please make sure that you mm-hmm. check that out. Um, so this is for our book project, Semillas de las Abuelas, that we've we've now been working on for a year. Mm-hmm. We've been working on for a year with our collaborators, Carolina Adame and Marla Sanchez. Um, we've made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a working manuscript. Mm-hmm. Um, we're exploring our publishing options. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, part of all of that is you know, needing funding, needing resources to be able to get some expertise, mm -hmm. get some space, explore what is our options. And and also, because what keeps coming up for us, too, is navigating publishing in a way that is obviously working within this sort of system, this publishing system, but also in a way that's 
authentic um, and genuine to our principles, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. having ownership over our intellectual property, Mm -hmm. not being exploitative, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so... (laughs) It strikes me as like, you know, campaign um, funding, you know, it can come from big resources like grants or, you know, or, you know, in our case, translate into our case, or it could come from like our community. like Yeah, and ultimately us wanting to do this for our community and yes. so anyway so our crowdfunding campaign you know is begins the 28th mm-hmm. right and we'll continue on for 60 days mm-hmm. and so come and um ch- when it's live come check that out you'll have so you, essentially what we're asking is for donations and in um exchange for the donation there there will be different rewards mm-hmm. so obviously being what one major one is that you know if you donate to this project that you'll eventually when it is published get, get the first printed copies of know? the book mm-hmm. oh my god that day will be so amazing and there's all these other different sort of things that we've kind of created you know as incentives to get people to um really the way i like to say it is to contribute to this project and to help help it help it come to life you know what a communal birth. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Wow. And so much as I mean, we can go on. Yeah, we're gonna bring we're gonna bring on our collaborators again on our podcast. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna talk with them. Yes. But, I think that's gonna be important. Um, Do we wanna talk about the future episode ideas? So, I brought it up just in case. I think just we can just say briefly that we have been the the Oprah sort of shout out was so big for us. Um, but it also was like, all right. <laughs> It kind of gave us some fire, some motivation, like, mm-hmm. let's plan this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think last season, our first season, we were just kind of making it up as we go along. Like, hey, this is a good idea. Let's talk about this. And, yeah. you know, yeah. now we have, we because we took some time off, we were able to kind of get some space to, like, how can we be more strategic about planning this season and who do we want to bring on and what, you know, what is the story that we want to tell or what are the stories that we want to tell. And so... Um, we don't have to get too much detailed other than to say our intentions are, you know, to go deep, really, mm-hmm. and to go vulnerable. Um, and yes, we're going to start strong today. Yeah. yeah so let's, <laughs> um, we'll take a pause. Yeah. And then we'll we'll come back with our with our episode. Hi. So originally, this was going to be just um, one long episode with our updates and um, us discussing the topic for our first episode. But um, after we recorded, realized that um, our discussion on our topic um, was so fruitful and we didn't want to cut that conversation short um, and it would make too long for a first episode. So um, we decided that this would just be a much shorter episode, letting you know our updates, um, and then we would save that conversation for our second episode. So just to give you a heads up, we um, are going to be talking about um, something that is um, something that we've been kind of talking about for a long time amongst each other. Um, a frustration of ours, an ongoing frustration of ours um, is uh, our student loans. (laughs) 
and the predatory nature of, of student loans and our own sort of shame around talking about finances and talking about money. So yeah, it's a really um, fruitful conversation, but we are going to save that for episode two. Um, so just to sort of, again, recap, in this episode, we talked about some of our personal updates. Um, and again, just uh, a shout out to um, Over Magazine for featuring us. And, you know, I do want to say that, you know, because I say in the episode how, you know, for all the stuff we talked about manifestation and, you know, how much it actually really works. And um, and I think that that's true, right? Like putting it out there to the world um, really kind of, you know, however it works, right, guided us in a particular direction. And um, but at the same time, I want to recognize that, again, just like we have before that um, perv- or I'm um, sorry, um, manifestation is only one part of the factor or, or one part of the equation. Right. In that, you know, we also have to recognize that the fact that we are um, both PhDs and that we're professors, you know, there's a certain amount of clout that comes with that. There's a certain amount that we get taken seriously, you know, as as voices of these topics that we're discussing. And all of that is wrapped up in so much privilege, you know, whether it be, you know, ac- the, you know, the access that we've had to, to education and whatnot. Um, so anyway, I just want to sort of, you know, complicate that idea, right? Like, absolutely. I think that's an example. You know, we, this is an example of manifestation, but also, um, you know, that has, was possible because of, you know, a lot of the different privileges that we, you know, that we navigate in different ways. So anyway, and just a reminder as well that we are working on our book project with our two other collaborators. And so at the moment that we recorded, that we originally recorded this, um, we were still in the process of um, planning our launch event for that um, fundraising campaign, but we are now in the midst of it. So, you know, as of the release date for this episode, we are in the midst of it. So if you want to contribute to our campaign, you can go to um, our Instagram at Semillas de las Abuelas. Um, you can also go to um, our website, lasdoctoras.net, and there, um, there's a link for Semillas de las Abuelas and a link for our crowdfunding. Um, it's through Indiegogo. So Indiegogo is the platform that we're using to raise money. Um, and there's all kinds of different um, perk levels. So um, you can contribute anywhere from $5, 10 15 $25 and up um, at at 25 well at $15 you'll get the digital copy of the book when it gets completed and published um and then starting at $25 you'll get an actual printed copy um we are also planning to create an oracle deck that um Christina and I can talk a little bit more about um in the second episode um but you'll also starting at um $45 you can get the book both in print and digital and the Oracle deck. So I I feel like $45 is the best deal because you get everything. Um, you get, you know, really access to all the different creative um, things that we're going to be putting out there for this project. So, um, yeah, you know, we really just want to be able to reach out to our community as much as possible for that project. 
Um, we're starting to see some money coming in, which is amazing because it feels like this might actually be possible to get it done. You know, it's one thing for it to be in the abstract and now it feels like it can be real. So thank you to everyone who's um, donated so far. And if you haven't yet, go take a look at our campaign. Um, thank you for being here. Um, we also want to make sure that we shout out to all the listeners, those who've been with us since day one. Um, we're coming up on celebrating our one year anniversary of Las Doctoras, which is amazing. Um, and again, thanking all the listeners who've been here since day one, those who've just um, been introduced to us. Um, thank you for all the support. Um, and if you like what we're doing, please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, um, please leave a review. Um, yeah. And, um, we'll see you on the next episode.